Hello, my friends, again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Daily Dig. We are enjoying our study in the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, and the stories of how our Savior uh, was announced, how our Savior uh, was brought into flesh and to dwell among us. This is a very exciting time. As we are launching into this new year, we are seeing something very special. Primarily, one of the things that we're seeing is, is that we saw a couplet of announcements, two announcements. One was of John, John the Baptist, and the other of Jesus. One was brought forth to Zacharias as he was obedient to the Lord, and his wife in her old age had conceived, and and she is about to bring forth a son. Then we saw the announcement made to Mary. She submitted to the Lord, and she was obedient, and she spent her time visiting. She, she after a few months, visited her her cousin Elizabeth. We find ourselves in Luke 1, 57. It says this, Now Elizabeth's full time came, that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son, and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how how he would have uh, him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying his name is John. And they marveled all. We are jumping into a bit of a testimony service. We used that illustration just two episodes ago about how there was a great testimony service. And now we are seeing how Elizabeth, uh, she had her time to praise the Lord. And we see that Mary, she had the uh, Magnificat and she magnified the Lord and she praised the Lord greatly. And she, she saw how God was working. If you've ever been in one of those testimony services, you know that those testimony services are memorable because the Spirit of God is moving on the people of God and our hearts are in tune with God. Now we are seeing another person have his praise service. Now we're seeing another person stand up in the congregation giving his testimony. We see right here in verse number 15, uh, rather verse 57, Elizabeth had the baby. And she brought forth a son, and the neighbors and the family, the whole city had seen how God delivered the baby happy and healthy, and it says they rejoiced with her. Could I share with you this? Have you ever noticed how when babies are around, there's always joy? One of the things that you see in churches is churches that have babies often are filled with life and joy. You see in this very moment that Elizabeth delivered the baby, and there was a a tremendous amount of joy. They were rejoicing with her. They saw the cute little baby, and it says 
On the eighth day, they were being obedient in, in following the law. They brought him to be circumcised. And everybody in the area started calling the baby Zacharias. Now, we, we know that there is a trend uh, in this culture that they would name it after the father. They know that after they would name, name the son, that he would carry on that name for his children and his children's children, and maybe they would keep the family name. Well, this is what they said when they heard uh, the, the name Zacharias come out. Um, Elizabeth came out and said, this is not the name we're going to call her. Not so is what the Bible says but he should be called John. This brought much confusion. As you could imagine, there was a little bit of wonder as to where this name came from. And they said in verse 61, there is none of thy kindred that is called this by name. It's interesting as you see the people, their family, the cousins, they, they immediately leave Elizabeth, maybe figuring that that. Zacharias would confirm their initial beliefs. Maybe they believed that Elizabeth would be corrected and, and Zacharias would say, no, honey, honey, the, the this child is named Zacharias Jr. And after having been silent for months, you see in verse number 62, it says they made signs to the father or they were they were they were talking in sign language. They were they were writing down things to him. To, hey, hey, Zacharias, you you got to correct this. This is this is the child. What's the child's name? Verse sixty three, he says, "Give me something to write with," and he writes down this beautiful sentence. His name is John. And after having been silent for months. After having been mute for months, Zacharias's mouth was now opened. Now he could speak. It says, and his mouth was opened immediately. His tongue was loosed. And this is the, the thing that, that, that just enthralls my soul. It says this, and he spake and praised God. Isn't it interesting? After months of not being able to speak to his wife after months of not being able to speak to his family and friends, the first thing he does is praise God. And here we find again another person testifying in the congregation of the testimony service per se, and we see spiritfulness leads to praise. Could I ask you, my friend, how is your praise? And we have hit on this multiple times over the last few days, but I wonder, we, we see it time and again, there's no uh, reason that God would just put this in here for us to just overlook it, but rather God's word is to encourage us. We see he didn't come out complaining. I, I, I see that in the passage it says he spake and praised God. He didn't open his mouth and say, well, finally. Man, just a few months ago, I seen this, and let me tell you about this. No, the first thing that came out of his mouth was praise to the Almighty God. And it says in verse 65, and fear came on all that dwelled round about them. How do you handle trials? Undoubtedly, we see John here has, has been born into a family where his mother and father are a little bit older, but Zacharias had seen some things, but he had never been made mute that, that we know of. 
for an extended period of time. And this, no doubt, would be a trial. Think about the communication struggles with your wife. Think about the communication struggles with your friends. And think about all of these things. And he had been, been, been made mute, been made dumb, so he couldn't speak. And the only one he could speak to was God. In the sense of verbally, he could, he could have his thoughts and he could speak to God back and forth. Otherwise, he had to have a pen and paper making hand signals. And in our trials, we see that we can handle it like Zacharias or we can handle it in the flesh. We can become bitter or we can become better. But ultimately, my friends, we must know the heart of God. The heart of God toward us is that it's always good. He is always only good. And we must know that his plan is to grow us. His plan is for our betterment, for our improvement, for our growth, that we would be more like Christ. And he's working this plan in our life to make us in his image. That we would walk and talk like Christ. And this is how our suffering and this is how our trials, I don't know what each and every one of you are going through, but I do know this, the God of all gods, the the one who sent his son to become birthed into this world, born of a virgin into flesh, sent his son to die on the cross for you, not to, to, to beat you down, not to batter you, but to better you. And when we grow to be more like Christ, our heart will understand that the seasons of trials and sufferings often will lead to seasons of praise. The God on the mountain is still God in the valley. And as a result of his praise, we see the, 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 the outcome was is that people around saw this mighty miracle and they, they, they dwelt uh, around them. And it says it, the noise was throughout all the country, meaning that word had spread. And it says, all they that heard them laid them on their hearts saying, what manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. This, this message had reached a climax. It had been spent out into the countryside. It had been sent all throughout the the area, and people were finding out. It says, this must be something special. Who is this child? What manner, what kind of child is this? And what we see is that the surrender of Elizabeth and Zacharias to the Lord brought great joy, brought praise, and ultimately surrender begets surrender. We see the surrender of a child to doing the will of God. And we see the hand of God being on this child. Do we want the hand of God on our life? And we have a choice, pleasing God or pleasing self. There's only one choice on the shelf. And when we have the heart of God, we will enjoy, we will please the Lord. And it is fun. There's there's no imprisonment here in in pleasing God. But when we are living for the pleasures of this world, we will find that the pleasures of sin only last for a season. But Zacharias was learning to live in obedience and submission to God. And we must see how God uses the trials just as Zacharias saw. And he was determined to raise this child for the Lord. And that phrase stuck with me as I began studying this passage, in the hand of the Lord was with him. We have to be surrendered, parents. 
Friends, if you have children, you have to be surrendered so that we can raise surrendered children. And we can see the hand of God, hand of blessing on our children and our families. May you have a wonderful day. May your your trial be turned to praise. And may your life be one that is emblematic of a surrendered child of God. May you have a wonderful day. We look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig. I hope you were encouraged by the word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.